When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Biodome, a pure self-contained environment where five scientists are about to be sealed off from every conceivable form of contamination except one. <laughs> Check out that mall, man. Our dream is finally at hand. What kind of mall is this? Get come out of here! The doors are sealed for one year. We're stuck here. That's right. 12 months? Yes. 52 weeks? Yes. 385 days? Now, the whole world is watching as Bud and Doyle... <laughs> are separated from their loved ones. Learn about endangered species. They're the rarest Lepidoptera in the world. Experience nature firsthand. And become world-renowned protectors of the planet. Purple Sticky Punch, or hemp, is an excellent source of photosynthesis. Just because we're stuck in a bubble, doesn't mean we can't cause any trouble. On three, three, Shore and Stephen Baldwin are doing whatever it takes I feel like a duck platypus. <laughs> to put the mental <laughs> back in environmental. Well, can you at least make it taste like chicken? Otherwise, I'm going to shrivel up like a supermodel. <gasps> I am so fat. Nobody likes me. People didn't like me in high school. <laughs> Iron Man, Iron Man, does whatever and I can. My wiener. Oh, shit. Welcome to Recap and Gown podcast where four old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I'm your co-host Crooks. Joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish. The class of 04's own Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? Not much. I've been on a, for whatever reason, I've been watching some Robin Williams movies. I don't know why. Oh, some um, Patch Adams? Some What Dreams May Come? 
I did watch Patch Adams. I did not watch What Dreams May Come. They actually did a really funny joke about that on uh, Family Guy. If you ever get a chance to check that I, out. I know they very... did. I forgot what it was, but I remember the joke. They just they, they, they kept trying to give away copies of uh, What Dreams May Come free with everything, and mm. nobody wanted it. And it, after a while, it, just, it, it was very funny. It's a pretty uh, movie. Like, it looks yeah. pretty. Goodwill Hunting. I watched The Fisher oh. King. Oh, okay. Um, and I actually Jack. found a, um, that's what I was gonna say. Like, we're, 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 we're gonna do that one on, on this show at some point because you gotta get a Francis Ford Coppola. I was directed they, by elementary Francis school kids? Ford. Doesn't matter, Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> he, okay. He's in high school. He's in high school at the end, and he's eighty years old. So All right, well that that counts. Then it, that's yeah. gave it away. But uh, <laughs> spoilers: the the sheer variety of movies that that man was in. He was in all kinds of shit. He really was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had a, a broad career. Um, I went to go see Cocaine Bear over the weekend. Uh, he's not in that one, but uh, I saw it. Um, okay. Not silly enough is what I would say. It hmm. uh, it couldn't make up its mind whether it wanted to be like Sharknado or Jaws. And like it kind of tried to do both, and I'm like, no, just just make it full on silly. But yeah, it was it was gory as shit. And there were some funny moments, but mm, not quite as silly as I wanted it to be. But flying solo in the Lone Star State. This podcast chief environmentalist and trivia correspondent from the class of 01, Dana Griffin. What up, Dana? Not much. I will say we've done a Francis Ford Coppola film already. The Outsiders. I I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> what? what and we we had a coppola in um fast times at ridgemont high nicholas cage, coppola. cage? yeah yes we talked there about are... a lot of, we talked about a lot of movies yeah <laughs> a lot of um, movies i feel like there are some sofia coppola movies we like should do but also like we'll like get the bling ring are we gonna do the bling oh. ring <laughs> Oh, that would be. I was just thinking, like Virgin Suicides. That's a t- that's a tough one. We'll get to it, but I, 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 that's on the list. It's very lonely in one spot of the list where everything else is crossed out around it. <laughs> just, We've been circling it for two years now. <laughs> I, I don't. It's the same. It's the same thing with Ghost World. I'm like, that's just a lot of movie. It's just a lot yeah. of other things. And they're good movies. You want to do a good job, and I prefer shitting on terrible films. Yeah, I never I never want to do a good movie. And speaking of not a good movie this week, we're talking about Biodome from 1996. It's free with ads on the Roku channel, Tubi, Pluto and Freebie. You can rent it on Vudu, Prime, Redbox and Apple TV. The synopsis via Rotten Tomatoes. Bud and Doyle get simultaneously dumped by their eco-conscious girlfriends, Monique and Jen, in the middle of the desert. Needing a bathroom. The two friends enter what they think is a mall, but soon realize is a high-profile, secure biological experiment. As they engage in a year-long battle with Dr. Faulkner and the other scientists, Bud and Doyle are forced to confront the recklessness of their behavior. And God, that sounds serious. (laughs) This movie's not that serious. It's not fully correct. And also, yeah, it, it makes it sound like something that's not. They so, don't get dumped in the middle of the desert. They get dumped at home. Then they drive in the middle of the desert. Not even, even really. They, they they didn't get dumped exactly. Yeah, yeah. They didn't get no. no. They they had a they had an argument essentially. Right. Yeah, the same argument that, that I had with my college girlfriend. Like, I don't. I, I don't think there's a big kegger here. Yeah. What's going on? No, Rip Torn showed up. No intergalactic. And no intergalactic kegger down here. Oh, yeah. No, it. But, um, uh, 
that's not quite how the movie goes. Parts of that are correct. Uh, Dave, if you could give us a rundown of who's in this movie. Polly Shore as Bud Squirrel, Squirrely McIntosh? Squirrely. Squirrel? Squirrely. No longer the weasel, now he's Squirrely. Stephen Baldwin as Doyle Stubbs or Stubby Johnson. Um, William Atherton plays Dr. Noah Faulkner. He, he's he been in serious films, and it's mm-hmm. unfortunate, but uh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's here. Uh, Joey Lauren Adams as Monique. Uh, Teresa Hill as Jen. Rose McGowan shows up as Denise. Did not know uh, she was in this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, Denise Dows as Dr. Olivia Biggs. Uh, Kevin West as TC Romulus. I thought thought I'd seen him in things. Doesn't have a You've Wikipedia seen him page, in but I, he's he's been in things. He, he he's was been an in a early nineties guy. An early nineties guy. Early nineties character actor. Nerd, nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kylie Minogue. Sure was Doctor Petra von Kant. Um, Dara Tamanovich as Mimi Simpkins. Henry Gibson as Doctor William Leakey. Taylor Negron as Russell, um, Jack Black, and Kyle Gass show up. And they first, were in this either. It's the first first time on film. Wow. Interesting. Welcome. Yeah, Jack Black looking svelte. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. in shape, Jack Black. Phil Lamar's got a line. Mm-hmm. Love that voice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple cool cameos. Are you going to talk about them later? Should, should, should I, I leave that? I'm or not. Talk about you them? have Adam. Uh, so, uh, Bill Clinton's brother, Roger, uh, oh, plays a professor. God. Oh, Roger. Um, the, uh, the girlfriend signed his shirt. Like, tell, uh, tell Bud and Doyle I'm writing a song for him. That's Roger oh, Clinton. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Okay. Clinton. I was like, why did they like have this moment? Okay. <laughs> right. And, and, uh, Doyle's mom, that's, uh, Patricia Hurst. You might know her as Patty Hurst. I wonder of, if that was uh, the same. The I was like, that can't Liberation be the same. Army fame. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that can't be the Patty Hearst. It'd be a weird it's coincidence, her. right? No, it's they like she, Hurst. Once yeah. she got out of jail, um, she was given like parts <laughs> in these weird, like kind of indie got movies. Out of jail, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's a hell of she, a story. She did, she did like real, she did prison. Oh, she, she was, was a full blown actual terrorist. Yeah, for being, uh, she was on the last day of Bill Clinton's term. She was pardoned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, it's fucking small fucking world. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say you might know the guy that played Romulus. He's in the um, the the pilot episode of Boy Meets World. Um, he was supposed to be like like the antagonist of the show. Like he was, hmm. he plays a character named I think Marion Pickleman, who's like the assistant principal or whatever. And he's like, there's a whole scene with him and the original bully before Adam Scott takes over that role. Um, but yeah, he's 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 very much set up to be like the asshole at school that the boys hate, and it must not have tested well because he never came back. You mean the guy who's supposed to be like a mafia boss kind of guy and looked way uh, too old? Yeah, Harley Kiner um, yes. is the the original. He's like a greaser, the original yeah. bad guy. And then Adam Scott comes in uh, to replace him with like Frankie the Enforcer and Frankie, not, there we go. and yeah, and not uh, Seth Green, the other mm. kid who was not Seth Green but looks like Seth Green. Yeah. Um, Let's go around the horn here and give some memories of the first time we saw this one. Dana, what do you got? I think I tried to watch this as a kid because like 2013, I think as we mentioned, not 2013, Oof. 1996, I was wow. 13. Jesus okay. Christ. Okay. It's like, do you have a stroke? Uh... Do you smell toast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Head man. in your hands. 
full-blown head and hands. I may have taken a little nap as I <laughs> am want to do before the show. <laughs> we don't record and that I'm, late. And I'm still waking up. Okay. Oh anyway, I was 13. Mm. And I feel like I liked, I think as we mentioned during the last one, like I liked his previous films. So I think I gave it a shot. But I watched, I was like, I don't remember. I don't think I made it. I don't think I finished it. Like, I don't, as like, even as like a 13 year old, I was like, I don't know. Oh boy. Okay. Dave? Well, let me tell you, as an 11 year old boy, this was everything I wanted (laughs) and more. I don't think I saw it in the theaters. I don't think my mother or father would have allowed that. Uh, There was definitely a VHS tape involved. And I think it came from either video update or Hollywood video. Um, And just, watching with friends and just laughing so hard because when you're that age you're dumb mm-hmm. you think yeah you're dumb 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 people we were dumb dumb, dumb as hell yeah. yeah i'm right there with you i don't remember the first time in particular um i do know i did not see this in the theater uh i very clearly remember watching it with my brother at home um we rented it a few weeks after that in my memory to drive to his soccer camp in indiana he went to a soccer camp in indiana every summer and in my mind, it was like a nine-hour drive. It was probably like two hours each way. <laughs> I don't think mm. it was that far away. But we had yeah. like a big conversion van with a TV inside it. And uh, we definitely watched this and Clueless uh, one year. Um, oh. yeah, I very clearly recall sitting in the back watching Biodome and not knowing what Stephen Baldwin meant when he said he gave up masturbation. And I think I asked what that word meant. And there was like silence mm. in the car. <laughs> so We're there was very, that. You are very good at it, study. <laughs> very good. <laughs> Oh yeah, that, I, I as a father now, I can't imagine like seven years can to be like, what is masturbation? And I'm like, I don't know. It's probably what I would say. So we're gonna watch Biodome, and <laughs> and it'll it'll teach you everything that you need to know. Oh yeah. my god! All right, um, Dana, did it make the grade, or should this have been held back? Oh my god! When I I I don't know, like the movie was on. <laughs> and I wrote things down. But I was like, I don't even know why I'm taking notes. I truly, mm-hmm. I'm not going to put any more effort into the note taking for this film than they put into writing a script for it, is how I feel. Should have been the held back. Should have never it's been oof. made. I know it was a, a moment in time. You got to you gotta strike while the iron is hot. But, ugh. It was bad. Very wow, bad. Wow, 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 wow. Dave. Very, very bad. What do you say? Not good. Um, I can't say that I didn't not laugh at all because you know farts are still funny, and uh, I'm I'm sorry to say it. They 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 are, and occasionally they'd say something that was somewhat amusing. But for the mo- it's a, it's it's a bad, it's it's a very bad movie. It was tough to at hour thirty five was tough. That was tough, but and um, William Atherton that that part his second half part just tough we're gonna talk about it so uh about it so no no good um but 11 year old me laughing his ass off there there are memories of that in in my head and they're good memories but i i'm i'm happy to say that i've grown and it's not good (laughs) it's not dave we're in alignment here like this is an unexpectedly hard call for me to make because like if i saw this movie for the first time in 2023 i'd be like hold this piece of shit back yeah. But as like a super nostalgic movie, it a hundred percent made the grade. Like I said right. last week, that Sister Act two represented what? like a certain degree of '90s silliness. This is the same yeah. thing. This movie is silly as shit. The movie's fucking dumb. The jokes are dumb. The main characters are dumb. The plot is dumb. 
there was a point near the end where I was like, we don't have main characters like this in movies anymore. <laughs> like, we just don't have two full-blown morons like, walking around on screen anymore. But like, yeah, definitely a terrible movie. But I miss like super dumb 90s movies. So like it it's like a D minus making the grade. Like it makes the grade only because I loved it as a kid. But boy, howdy, this movie got big old problems. Um <laughs> This is out of character for me, but I have a couple of fun facts I wanted to do. Uh, I for for those who are not on the podcast with us, we have a template that we like make our notes on. And for a long time, I forget what movie it was, but it, there was a note that was like low on the tomato meter and like high from the audience. I don't even yeah. know. That was like two years ago. So it's just been <laughs> like a legacy on our template for a long time now. Right. Um, this one has a 4% from the critics and 51% from the audience, which is a pretty big spread. That's a pretty that wide sense. margin. Yeah, yeah. That makes perfect sense to me because okay. yeah. there are, a lot, there are I'm, I'm, I'm sure people, there are a lot of, there's a lot of hate for critics, but some, they're very educated people, very smart people. So I, I doubt that for having 4% give, <laughs> Good reviews is crazy to me. Well, uh, that, the that part's bonkers. Is, yeah, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, it has like a little consensus part, like that just kind of AIs together what all the critics thought. It says, like its two obnoxious protagonists, this dreadfully unfunny Pauly Shore vehicle should remain separated from society. Like, that is, mm. that's a read. <laughs> like, that is a fucking read. Um, my other fact on this one, and I think this kind of lines up what Dana was saying. This was the end of Pauly Shore's career as a big time leading man in comedies. Um, he had a career similar to uh, Adam Sandler, where it's like every year he had one huge hit, like year after year. So he started with Encino Man in 92. 93 was Son-in-Law. 94 was in the Army now. 95 was Jury Duty. And 96 was Biodome. Oh. That so was, I, I thought Biodome uh, was the first. The well, jury duty is a just. Oh, I love jury duty. <laughs> oh, <laughs> haven't, no, seen it, haven't seen it forever. I love it as a kid. The toots yeah. in jury duty is that's preposterous. It's it's. <laughs> if there's a way to fit that one in, I could talk about that. I, I don't. I don't know yes. what there is. We could try. But like for me, so. in my mind, Biodome was the start of short hair, Pauly Shore. I thought mm. this was after son-in-law, before <clears> in the army now. I didn't realize in the army now and jury duty were both before this. That's weird to me. Um, but after this, his next leading role in a comedy movie was Paul D. Shore is dead in 2003, which I'm pretty sure he like wrote and produced. So like yeah. after this, Hollywood's like no mas. Berto Duran, yeah. no mas. Like I'm, your career is over, bud. Um, any other fun facts on this one? Uh, according. So this is. Uh, Bill told me this one was that Carly Minogue thinks it was like the biggest mistake of her career. And she's had a pretty stellar career otherwise. I guess yeah. it's probably true. Yeah, I think they were dating at the time, so maybe that's why she's in it. But oh, that makes sense. Big regrets. Big regrets. I, I get. I mean, she's had she's had a relatively flawless career otherwise. So like, I I I don't know her acting career beyond this one, but like musically she's been making hits for a super long time in like a genre that doesn't do well with people getting older word to madonna uh i didn't, other fun I didn't facts know about on her i didn't know about her until like 2002 like nah 
La la. Yeah. Locomotion, man. Fine. Didn't know that. Is, once, she had a once I heard that, I just can't get you out. That, that, once I heard that, I'm like, oh, the locomotion. She was like 45 at that point. Right. <laughs> she um, was yeah. an older lady by then and still kicking yeah. ass. A lot of people thought that this would be the end of their careers. Alec Baldwin apparently told Stephen Baldwin, uh, doing, doing this movie will be the uh, end of your career. It'll, let me just go over here. Well, yeah, then Alec Baldwin of, killed it, somebody. It, Stephen know, Baldwin made shitty movies like Kirk Cameron. The, yeah. may, was was this the end of both Stephen Baldwin and Polly Shore's careers? What happened to Stephen Probably. Baldwin after this? I, didn't, I, didn't even look. I just remember a movie that I, I really, I really enjoyed, but I'm sure was critically panned. Fled with Lawrence Fishburne. I know the title one? of it. That's it. They it escaped. Familiar. They escaped from a chain gang, but they're stuck together, and they like yes. run past the and, and oh. they and, and they have to go like get money from a drug dealer or something like that. Oh, that was, sounds terrible. I think that was just after this, and then he kind of got a little wacky. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> a he, interesting. Yeah, I think he he just like submarined his own career by being like, I'm only going to appear in movies that are on the Pax TV network or whatever. <laughs> Like he yeah. just mm-hmm. he got you know he got super super religious and you know to each their own that's fine but if you let that dictate all your career moves you're really pigeonholing yourself especially yeah. if this is what you're doing before that yeah. so yeah he kind of tanked himself uh other fun facts okay. wait is he he's not oh it is he's uh Haley Bieber's dad I couldn't remember if it was I had no idea this Baldwin wasn't one of there's, them there's three married- of them. <laughs> To like China Phillips? I thought it was Steven. I guess not. I guess, I I think it was not. Billy. 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 Probably. probably it was Billy because Alec was married to Kim Basinger slash Kim Bassinger, which I only know from that Simpsons episode where Homer falls into their into their like acting trailer, and the only question he has: so is it Basinger or Bassinger? But yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know I don't know anything about Billy Baldwin other than he's a Baldwin. I think he's like now become like the best Baldwin. Well, just, by default, yeah. Alex, just, Alex, an accidental murderer. Stephen Baldwin's the Pope, so yeah. Oh, he's been married to China Phillips since like 1995. What a good oh, guy! Good. That's a good, good story. Well, way to go! Way to go, way Billy! To go, you too. Yeah. Oh, because also Alex White is a fake Spanish person. Ilaria. How do you say? How do you say? You're from Nebraska or whatever. She's from Boston. Stop. Oh, she's from Boston. Yeah. So she took that accent, made it a Spanish one instead, huh? Yeah. She's boy. That's wild. She's 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 real good at accents and uh, and having like seven. Do they have seven children? Twelve children. A lot. They got a lot of kids. That's just like how is he's like seventy years old. He's, he's gonna old. be real, real tired, real tired. <laughs> you just be on bottom, I guess. It's fine, uh, Chris. <laughs> Chris, but yeah, I, let's let's jump into the recap. Oh wait, there's one more Baldwin. Daniel, can't forget Daniel. Oh, there is a Daniel, Daniel Baldwin. How did I get Daniel to Baldwin. Billy before Daniel? <laughs> That's Billy. Weird, right? They got to Billy before Daniel. I don't think Daniel has that many credits, but there is a Daniel Baldwin. So just yeah. never forget. Don't forget yeah. Daniel. Yeah, that, that's true. I think, I mean, Alec was obviously the talented one, and then the other ones were all just the other stooges. But um, okay, yeah, yeah, let's anyway, jump into the, the recap and the segments here. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story 
about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg, but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're gonna get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Um, trying to put it off as long as possible. I get it. Um, I, I wanted to talk about the opening credits here a little bit. I do this sometimes because I think it's it's the designer part of me that like I fixate on shit like this. These opening credits mm-hmm. are the mid nineties. Um, yeah, it yeah. is a collection of like random images, symbols, and text. You get that thing um, where you've got some letters that are uppercase, some that are lowercase. The font size is slightly different for all of them. Like that is 1996 to me. It looks like the back cover of like Game Gear magazine or whatever. Like this is some video or game like a nonsense. ransom note. It's like all ransom note. It's, it's like good. a ransom note if they were all from the same magazine. Correct. Because <laughs> like, the background is yes. the same for all of them. Yes. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, literally none of the stuff from the opening credits relates to the movie at all. Um, there's like a, a lot of shots of rubber chickens for some reason, like overhead mm-hmm. shots of neighborhoods. Yeah. Sure. There's like a swimming pool. They're just like rapid fire images. And I'm like, none of this has anything to do with anything. And it goes on for so fucking long. I like that song, though. It's a good uh, song. We're going to talk about the music in this movie because I mm-hmm. love a lot of it. Um, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, I this this movie. You know what? Fuck it. Let's just go ahead and do that now. Let's do a mic check yeah. off Why the not? top here. Mic check. One, two, one, two. Mic check. One, two. Microphone check one two. This this to me was a surprisingly great '90s soundtrack. We've talked about the the pop punk cover era of like 2005 to like 2009 ish. I would say maybe like 04 to 09, where every movie, all the songs, there's pop punk covers. This mm-hmm. was like a ska cover era. Apparently, there's a lot of ska covers in this movie. Yeah. Um, I want to go through some of the ones, some of the songs that. I picked out um, not all of these made the soundtrack, presumably because of like licensing and rights and shit. But there's some good ones in here. Um, Psycho Billy Freakout by Reverend Horton Heat plays. Uh, it's a great one. Whew. If you don't know Reverend Horton Heat, goddamn. Upright bass. On a slap bass. Great the stuff. dude stands up on the bass when he plays it, which is wild to see. They're like a, like a rockabilly band. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that one is playing in the opening scene. Um where the girls come over after Stub has been concussed. Uh, you don't hear a whole lot of it, but it's in there for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my favorite, like legit favorite early 90s bands is Faith No More. Um, we Care A Lot what's, shows up. What else? We Care A Lot! I mean... Three, baby. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good we, song. We that's Care A, a Lot almost sounds like a yeah. parody song. Like, yeah. it's just... The whole song is just like we're we're conscious about the world around us, but it sounds more, so fucking stupid the way they do and, it. And more great bass, yeah. boom, bam, boom, bam, boom. Yeah, this is all good um, bass in this movie um, so far. Um, it's great. Just it's great. One note for the whole song. Yeah. Uh, 
Da 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 by Trio is in this movie. And I oh. think that song entered the consciousness because of the Volkswagen commercial. It was in yes. this movie a year before that commercial. I looked it up. Mm. That commercial was 97. Yeah. So like, wow. yeah, Da Da Da, like was in this a bunch of times. They played it. Yeah, I kept trying times. to like Shazam it, but there was like a lot of like deep, conversation deep, over deep. it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's in there. Um Spider-Man by the Ramones is played. Uh, they sing it once, but they change the words to Iron Man. Iron Man does whatever an iron can, which sure, that's the iron. degree of comedy yeah. we're getting, folks. Iron can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Spins uh, a web, iron can. Yeah, there you go. That's good. <laughs> I, I want to know what the other lyrics they thought were. Like, what does an iron do? Straighten his clothes, gets rid of wrinkles. Um, yeah. This was the first ska cover in here. Uh, Do You Want to Dance? Uh, it's a Ramon song originally, and then mm-hmm. Wax covers it. Um, like Wax, like California Wax? Uh, um, or is that a different band? That's I don't know. Band. It might be different. Di- I don't know. Disregard. Um, but Wax is on this sound. They're, they have like five songs in this movie. Vim and Fourth Grade Nothing have a number of songs in here. So they must be like friends with somebody or uh maybe it's just like oh this is a band that i really like and so i want to feature mm-hmm. their music um i want candy by bow wow wow shows up which talk about times. an opening to a song I love it every time i hear it uh weird that that song is sung by a 14 year old girl makes me real yes. uncomfortable because it's all about how she wants to fuck her boyfriend and i'm like oh don't That's... like that because you're a kid right um, um, yeah that video the... was shot in austin was it is they're they're an australian band i think yeah, but it was um, all right. That's what Bill said. I'll be damned. I believe it. Uh, Don't Want to Behave by the Dance Hall Crashers is in there. That's another ska song. Mm-hmm. Um, Stuck in the Middle with You, the actual one by Steeler's Wheel. A little bit weird. They didn't do a ska cover of that because it would have made sense. Yeah. We get that that fun Tenacious D cameo that we mentioned before <laughs> where they are just singing a terrible song. It's, it's not even a song. They're just like yelling, save the rainforest while Kyle Gass plays guitar a little bit. Um, Kids in America, another ska cover by Fourth Grade Nothing. Um, Mm. A Safety Dance by Men Without Hats. Um, Gets a a, a key role in this movie. Like, they play it. It's a little bit like that scene in The Simpsons where they try to, like, blast The Simpsons out of the house by playing Ride of the Valkyries. But it's actually (laughs) Waterloo because Smithers' tape is in the tank. Um, (laughs) They're they're trying to, like, torture them with the safety dance. And I'm like, that's not the song. The song is fucking joyful Mm. and happy and and fun. And they did the dance and the prancing from the music video. They do video. the dance, yeah. Um, <laughs> do either of you know what that song is about? Wearing Let's condoms. See. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, the the dance is sex and the safety dance is sex with a condom. It's yeah. appropriate. If your friends don't dance, if they don't dance, ain't no friends of mine. I don't want to oh, no virgins. Oh. Uh, this mm. last one I had to dig to find. I It's not on the mm-hmm. soundtrack. Uh, they're talking over it the whole time, so I couldn't Shazam it or SoundCloud it. Uh, Soundhound, not SoundCloud. I'm not a bad rapper. Um, it's called <sighs> Boom Shaka Lack by Apache Indian. Um, How I does don't. It go? Uh, Shaka Laka with the oh. most style. Uh, <laughs> it's that song. Go up, it's like, go down. Yes. Like, that one, and I'm I, like, I can't even look up the lyrics if I know what the song is. Right. Those aren't words. Those aren't words. No, aren't I words. had to literally like search what is the song played during the chase sequence in Biodome, mm-hmm. and it brought me to a website that had all the songs that were in the movie, even they weren't in the in the soundtrack. Which is how I found out that Fourth Grade Nothing has a bunch of songs on there. 
Um, the opening one was a song called Suburbia. I forget who that one's by, but that song, it reminds me a lot of um, Red Right Hand from Scream. Like hmm. it has a, a very sort of vintage kind of outlaw country feel to it. I need to look up what band that was because I might play a lot of their music. It's fucking good. Um, so we we get we did the mic check here. A little bit out of order, but you know what? It's it's fine because it's good to start with happy things that make us feel good because the rest of this is not going to make us feel good. I do want to go over the plot to this movie and the plot holes galore that just kind of dot the landscape. Um the basic plot, you got two doofuses that are tricked by their girlfriends. They try to sneak, uh, try to stop them from cheating. They basically piss the girls off. The girls make a phone call from a payphone and tell them they're going to go swim with some dudes from Arizona Tech. And the guys get jealous and try to go stop them. On the way, Stephen Baldwin has to pee. So they sneak into, quote unquote, a mall. Oopsie doopsie. Mm. Now they're trapped inside the biodome for a year and they can't leave. They ruin everything. They fix everything in credits. That's that's the plot yep. of this movie here. You um, got it. All right. End of podcast. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Good night. Uh, <laughs> let's go over these yeah. plot holes, though. All right. So the first one. Why didn't Doyle just pee outside? Get in the fucking they're on a, they're They're on an abandoned road. There's there's nobody around for miles. Yeah. Who gives a shit? They, they can, left a dry lake bed a minute ago. Yes. Park on the side and, and you can just lean with, with your butt against the window and not be facing anybody for hundreds of miles. Who yeah. gives a shit? You could just pee directly like into the highway and no one's going to fucking see you. You're in the middle of goddamn nowhere. He's yeah. got morals, though. He, he's worried. What if a cop's like, oh, you're under no. arrest for 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 your for your for your pee pee being out. You would see that cop coming seven miles away. Correct. Stop. Every guy I know, and I think probably most women that I know would just like pull over and pee on the side of the road. Like yeah. I'm not going to drive around and try to find a building. It's one um, thing. I mean, if it was an if it was a number two issue, I'd 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 that I'm not going to poop on the side oh, of the boy. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. not I'm, I'm, not, I'm not an animal. I mean, come on, you don't you don't do that. But being anywhere, who cares? I mean, animal yeah. or not, I just don't want to have like dookie do in my it. drawers driving around the car. At my apartment, senior year of college, we would open up the back door and just pee into the backyard. <laughs> I mean, because we were animals. Lovely. I Bad never. People. And we're not good people. That. I there was one night that I I got real 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 drunk. I stayed at a friend's house and I didn't know it was a a female friend of mine. She had a boyfriend, her roommate had a boyfriend. Both dudes were also over like sleeping over and I was on the couch. Yeah. I had never been there before. I didn't know where the bathroom was. And so I'm like mm. I'm not just going to open a door and hope it's the right one so I peed off their balcony out of like necessity. <laughs> Like I'm just and like I don't I don't want to bother somebody basically. And we would and we would do it Love during the winter and then yeah spring would come and oh no boy oh, that, oh boy did it looked like we had six or seven dogs peeing in our backyard man that was Jesus wild Christ good good oh, times no good times. I remember that apartment um yeah now they they establish on the ride there that they have firecrackers they use the firecrackers to like make a distraction so they could sneak in to pee in biodome but like. Mm-hmm. They're sneaking in is just them walking fully upright casually. Yeah. It's like um yeah. what movie was that? Uh uh whatever it takes where the dude was sneaking around the girls' locker room, just like walking around like normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I mean it's it's almost like this experiment was designed to be corrupted because there's no one guarding the door. The door is not locked. You can just walk inside. I think it was a sliding door. <laughs> just walk yeah, right inside. It just- 
it didn't seem to make sense knowing like why was there like a big giant ramp like it just <laughs> it should be like hidden away somewhere like not easy yeah. to like it, it yeah, probably it, should be like you go in like an underground tunnel and then like ride an elevator up to get inside <laughs> like that's yeah. the way this would probably work it, it tells me everything it's privately funded so it doesn't have that government secrecy sort of well, thing going true. for it they they're, they're just like what it's gonna cost extra five hundred dollars to have like security guards here forget that yeah, yeah that, no. that one guy neighbor from the, from yeah. the burbs one is guy running it so yeah um but also like i feel like there should be like a decontamination chamber they get all like the schmutz blown off like there mm-hmm. should have been more more been complicated anything. to get inside one door or is there no, no there's just one there's just one oh, door there's that's one door. gonna come up very soon there's just one um, door they once they realize these dudes are inside, they're just like, well, we can't let them leave because the whole experiment is to be in this perfectly sealed environment for a year, blah, blah, blah. Wouldn't it harm the whole experiment more to have these two clowns ruining everything than to open the door for 12 seconds so they could just like leave real quick? Like yeah. you're gonna it's be in there data. for a year. Well, it's about data. It's about data. Having these two like free radicals running around is gonna ruin all your data. Right. It's true. It's and like they, they balance that against um, our perfect potential data set. And they're like, these guys, I guess that's worth the risk, them letting them run around compared to allowing the toxins from the outside to sneak in for 12 seconds to let them go. And frankly, I'm not even I'm not even sure what the experiment was. No. <laughs> it's like if the experiment was, can we five super genius scientists who know how to make this thing work, make it work for a year like Yes, you guys who are dedicated to maintaining homeostasis can do that for a year because you're experts. Oh, wait. I feel like there's some movie I watched recently where they're in space and there's an extra person in the spaceship and it throws everything off. I think it was like a Netflix movie and uh, Mm. Anna Kendrick's in it. But it's that same thing where like, okay, this is meant to be like a very particular outfitted for a certain number of people and now like you have two extra or one like it just get them the fuck out right it's it's a thing in space movies there's like like an apollo 13 movie it's like i only calculated it for two people well there's three of us well you're fucked then you should you should should do better calculating i guess we're all gonna die i guess (laughs) so i mean if i'm if i'm going on like you know i don't know like a road trip and i pack snacks for two people and there's a third person well we're all gonna be kind of hungry then was the experiment it's definitely <laughs> ringing a bell but was the experiment supposed to be having these different ecosystems uh kind of together as one and still maintaining homeostasis maybe i think so but like there's no dividers between these no there's like there's this jungle area there's a desert that's just like i think it's just the actual desert and they just they built just, the building on top of it put walls around it and uh yeah, built don't... everything up there there's just no dividers so well, there, I think th- that's frankly that's all they have they don't have like yeah. a marsh or a swamp or like a deciduous forest or, or anything like that it's just the desert and the rainforest yeah, yeah. what was yeah. now i'm like what was the right <laughs> we should talk <sighs> we should talk about stowaway next scientific method what 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 what, 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 what was that abbreviation for the scientific they, they you had to come up with a question Oh my to God. answer or something like that is the first thing. I'm trying to figure out what what they Please were trying to do. Use my dear Aunt Sally. Or that's the planets, isn't it? Uh, no, that's that's the that's the order of doing math. Oh. Parentheses, exponents, multiplication, 
division addition subtraction. There you go. Look at that. Oh. Thank you, fifth grade. Okay. That's coming I was like, it's there, the huh? planet. <laughs> no, that's that's uh it used to be different because they they got rid of Pluto. And now yeah. my son knows one from a Dr. Seuss book that is way too complicated. It's of way course. too fucking complicated. Yeah, like what was the point? Like it was something about the environment and Yeah, I it was like if we if we can do this, then we can save the earth. And I'm like you you can't because the only reason this works is because you have five super genius scientists who know what they're doing and who only care about making this work. Yeah, was right. it something like we could just build these all over the place? Like I don't I, now I can't remember. If that's what it was, then that is a wonderful idea, and that yeah. would have changed that like that benefactor guy's character to be like, yeah, yes. I want this to be a big success so I can get rich building these everywhere. Like uh, I would like that a lot better. Individual. Because each of the scientists was doing different. Like there was the bug guy. Yeah. yeah. There was the person with the agriculture. I think that was Kylie Minogue. It was mm-hmm. like growing growing carrots and putting them by her mouth and stuff. That was that, that yeah. was something. That one um, lady was the fish lady because they were going fish on the rice. Fish lady. Fish lady. Uh, yeah. And 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 you have the overlord. And what, he's, what was, he's a rocket scientist. They said. Which is confusing. To me. Rock, yeah. Why why is he there? That didn't make any sense. And then the black lady. I don't know what. What she did specifically, no. I forget what her job was. Um, it also reminds me of this book that I read uh, called Cloud Cuckoo Land. I don't want to give it away, but there is basically a biodome is created, and you mm-hmm. don't find out until after, until like the very end. Oh, yeah. reminds me also of that CBS show Under the Dome, which was good, then got bad, like oh, most CBS shows do. That. I mean, it, it was it was fine at the end. It just started off a lot better than it ended. The ending was very, very, very dissatisfying, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the biggest plot hole that I had here, the scientists who have dedicated their lives to this moment and who are super, super into making sure this thing works, they just let these two dudes just do whatever they want to do. Like, the, I can understand that they keep these guys in and change the experiment. Okay, fine. That might even make the experiment better. Like, can mm-hmm. what what happens if some, like as I said, like chaos theory gets interjected or whatever? Okay, fine. You would imagine that they'd basically make each of them an assistant for one of these actual scientists and just keep an eye on them at all times, rather than let them just like run around going nuts all day long. Like they they're never with anybody. It's just these two dudes, and it's like, well. Yeah, we'll leave them alone for the next nine hours and hope they don't mess everything up. Like somebody should be watching them. Yeah, they they get to fuck up one thing once, and then it's one thing. Yes. Oh, you fuck up one thing. Okay, cool. Now their their solution to that is we're gonna like lock you in a supply closet. I'm like, no, just have somebody watch them. Like just just have somebody with them at all times. Yes, it's Mm -hmm. gonna be super annoying to have this jackass with you all day, but like, yeah, gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, the alternative isn't good. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, now, late in the movie, I think heading into the third act, they are exiled into the desert. And mm-hmm. they they wander around for a while. They almost eat a lizard. They almost die. And then they find that there's a key in a lock in the wall in the desert. I, 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 don't, I don't know why none of the scientists knew about this like the movie established super early on that the biodome is like a hermetically sealed place and there's only one way in yeah. and one way out and that's the door that's sealed for a year and can't be opened a month later bud and doyle just stumble across a key which is currently in a lock 
that was left behind presumably by Faulkner because he's like running this whole experiment. He's sure. the one that sent them to the desert. So like you you sent them to the only place that has an exit, uh, a glaring plot hole. Yeah, it, to me, it's just like, okay, so this is something that exists in a normal greenhouse, but that's not what that is. It's a yeah. glass enclosure over the desert. So, like, yes. I don't, yeah. So I was like, oh, so the movie's take the over lock now? with you. How about that? Uh, it's it's either it's, the key with you. I was like, two things: either a incompetent contractor, there's not supposed to be a way out, or the or Faulkner knew and he's like well eventually they'll find it and then they'll just get the fuck out of here and then we'll, we'll have to deal with that <laughs> whatever I, I whatever happens know. to the data afterwards but they'll leave they'll figure it out they aren't that stupid but they were pretty yeah. stupid for a while pretty fucking stupid yeah mm-hmm. um i need to know how big the biodome is because like from the outside it looks big but like mm-hmm. not that big um yeah. there was a moment when i was in college for a couple of years that uh, Chuck Grassley was trying to put a rainforest in Cedar Rapids under a dome. And it was very much like this was back in the era where you could just earmark money for things. They don't have earmarks anymore, but like at the time you could just do that shit. And this was like a multi-year like controversy in state over like, we need money for actual things. And this jackass wants to put a rainforest in Cedar Rapids. And like that was going to be pretty big. This thing I mean, I, I would have gone to it. We have a botanical garden. That's kind of nice. But, yeah. like, I don't the, – the dome – well, it's not a dome, frankly, but it has to be huge for them to be able to, like, come and go, throw this big rager. No one finds out about it. Like, it seems like it's a relatively big building, but there's six people who are in there 24 hours a day, and no one knew that this was going on? Like, nobody <sighs> – yeah, it, nobody was watching. <laughs> like it just—I'm assuming they're gonna die eventually. We'll find their bodies in a few months. Right. Well, that's what you know, Faulkner was starting to. He oh. had enough of it, so he's like, "If they die, if, oh, sorry, he was the—he was—he was Drago. If they die, if they, he dies, he dies. They die. Yeah, that's <laughs> Um, yeah, that's uh, put put him in the. De- that's fucking cruel. And the fact that they could just let's just raise the stairs. You're fucked. Sorry, I but that, that, that's a feature you. is was is awesome. And like I said, we don't know how big this place is. Obviously, there's probably stuff that needs to be done that's close to there, and people are working like no, 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 They're like, oh, help us, I'm <laughs> dying. Yeah, they're just like, just put in your earplugs when you're working close to the desert. Just allow them to die, and we'll move on with our lives. I have to imagine it covers less than one square mile. <laughs> So well, like, well, it's it's actually a water treatment facility in Van Nuys that covers several oh. acres. It's huge. It's okay. huge. Okay. And it, it it it's usually whenever anything needs to be like futuristic, like industrial sort of infrastructure, that's uh-huh. where they film it because it's so okay. close to Hollywood. Shit, Makes but, perfect uh, sense to me. Yeah, it's, if you see it on a map, I'm like, that's fucking huge. But that's it's. It looked like they just like a giant indoor water park is what I'm like. This is this is like yeah. uh, up in Wisconsin Dells. Yes, it's, yeah, it's, it's Kalahari. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, that big. Yeah, one of those. I, I, it, it's Kalahari. It's it's exactly Kalahari. It's Kalahari. Yeah. I've been to bigger casinos than this. I feel like, yes. <laughs> like it doesn't seem that big. Yeah. And I feel like there's also like we don't really get to see that. We only see like the outdoorsy part, like the desert. 
the rainforest. Like, yeah. I feel like there's got to be a lot of labyrinth. There's, there's got to be. There has other, to be. Yeah. Like we don't a see library. a farm. Like they're growing yeah. food. We never see a farm. We don't see. We don't. I have no idea where their water is processed and treated. Least, I mean, well, they, make, they, they rain. make rainwater, but like yeah. they're the pooping rain. somewhere, presumably. Well, yeah, I, I hope. <laughs> I mean, with all that You'd roughage they they're poop. eating, they're, they've got to be pooping. It's just because it, it's all healthy, like soy free cheese. Soy free cheese. It's lactose free cheese. That's what it was. It's yeah. people. Ah. Uh, Now, speaking of the size of this place, how did Faulkner hide for 11 months and never be seen by anybody? You're right. That was one month, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. They ruined it all in one month. I think we need to take a jump back. Why were they in it for an additional 11 months? Like, that's the part I was like, oh, I thought they'd just stay for a little bit. Like, I didn't realize they're part of this. And you know, it was 11 months because he grew a beard. Grew a, be- grew a how, big grizzly beard. That's how you point, know. He yeah. looks like Dr. Zayas at he one point Dr. with that Zayas. beard. Yes. <laughs> I was like, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Yeah, he is. I oh, love you, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Yeah, exactly that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just, I don't, I mean, I get that Faulkner is in some kind of like underground hideout or something, but like there were a lot of steel drums down there in that hideout. So like, You'd have to imagine those drums were put there for a reason. Something is in them. But for the entire year, no one ever goes down there once. So, like, you just put steel drums just to have them down there. And, like, he also has a parrot. No one noticed the parrot's missing? <laughs> like, you, uh, unaccounted for a parrot just gone? Yeah, well, he, maybe they you know. thought Dr. Zayas took it with him when he left. Because <laughs> they thought but he no left. For him. Yeah, no, uh, well, he, 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 he took care of it. And now he's going to have bird food from eat, eating that I've bird. I've got but- he might have cooked that this. Was terrifying. No, it didn't. I was looking near it the bones. Like that, that, looks pretty, that looks pretty raw, bro. Or, it looked cooked. That looked like cooked, no, cooked parrot. No. How? Well, how is a good question. Cooked meat. He's in the boiler. He's in the boiler room. We would all oh. smell him grilling parrot. He's right. Let's, let's boil this meat. This parrot meat. Yeah. It could be. I boil like, chicken yeah. for Dylan all the time. Oh, no, you boil chicken. It. No, I have the questions. Dog. The saddest uh, way to prepare chicken. I it's well, it. treats. What does he mean? I have, in general, fried I have questions. chicken or whatever. I have well, the dog should eat more fried. No, no. should we have a chicken Kiev? Uh, I have I have questions about <laughs> well, no the dogs dogs and butter man. I, I don't know if that worked out. Oh, they probably they, probably and they not. bite into it like whoo uh, yeah, that's true. They the storage is there's some poor storage in in this film like they yes they. They mark stuff as nuclear, but then you open uh-huh. it, it's it's not dangerous at all. It's a giant so, drum of junk food. I don't so, know why they have it. So I'm yeah. thinking I'm thinking there's I don't know if someone planned beforehand and there's just barrels of weird stuff all over the place. Maybe this was part of Faulkner's plan. Well, in case I go crazy, I got barrels of stuff to build. Things we'll talk about I, later. I guess. Maybe. I, guess. I don't it's know. Just, it just it felt weird to me. Like if he was hiding in like a cave and like their mountain environment in here or whatever, okay, that would make sense. But he's just like kicking it in a lab underground, accessible through the air duct for eleven months. <laughs> no said, one finds out. 
He's in like the boiler. I swear, it looked like a submarine's boiler room. You know, like you've seen those in movies. Well, yeah, that mm-hmm. was just because they had like weird extraneous steam in that room for no reason. It was like dry to ice on the floor you. and shit. Yeah. yeah, to show you that he's in a weird part, like a yeah. like a just a an industrial part of the a weird annex. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is where the underbelly is. This is where it's all very, the gadget is. Biodome, seedy underbelly. Very odd for a biodome to have that kind of a seedy <laughs> underbelly, but I understand it. There's gambling and knife fights. All ahead, full. Town periscope. There he is. <laughs> that's Torpedoes. A, that's what it looked like. That's what it looked like. Yeah. It's I like just, secretly yeah. there's a whole bunch of people who are working underground, make like pushing the, the plants are down through there. the floor. Like yeah, like it's pushing the plants to the floor. <laughs> it's making it look like they're growing stuff. It's itchy and scratchy land over here. Um, <laughs> a month in, they're running low on food, and this is like the last major plot hole. That I'm just like, come on, man, make this make sense. They're yeah. running low on food a month in. Um, Romulus is very concerned they're going to run out of foodstuffs. They fed everyone else for the rest of the year, and no one seemed to be hungry. There was no rationing. So, like, no. I guess they could have just grown more food in the farm we never saw. But, like, if that was possible, yeah. why are you guys worried about the food to begin with? It seems like that's just fine yeah, to have food. seven people instead of five. There was a little part, because they were talking about their, uh, agri- their agriculture was destroyed by the... Yes. By the freak festival that happened, um, the freak Nick. But you see a, a goat dragging a plow, like a very rudimentary plow, like like we're talking like twelve hundreds. Yeah, but that that Dark actually takes a while. To, that that actually takes a while to go grow. So I'm guessing, I'm I'm thinking there were some birds that were eaten. There was some meat that was consumed. There was a big cow probably, in there. Probably. There, there was, was a cow. And, Yes, yes, I didn't okay. see him later on. He didn't come out. Yeah. Yeah. Steak. <laughs> they they, they ground up some of that beef. Yeah, that's that's what they did. Yeah, it has some ribs. That's that it didn't make sense to me when they were like eating that like soy whatever. I'm like, you have a cow? Mm-hmm. You should have more than one cow. Why aren't we slaughtering? What what is the cow for? No, at least get the milk. You, are you pasteurizing it? Like, what <laughs> the with that milk? Raw yeah, milk. You know, it's that's a thing, right? Milk. That's illegal. Oh. It's, Bio, there, there are no laws in biodome. There are no it's rules. True, it's like international yeah. waters. Monkey knife right. fights. That's um, how it works. Now, I did want to go over some of the the potent quotables from this movie. What did you say? Uh, I thought I could quote this movie a lot more accurately than I could. There were some that I remembered, but not nearly as many as I would have thought. Um, I want to go over a few of the ones that we used often in college. <laughs> we we watched this. We watched my roommate and I, I saw, watched this. I just saw one. Oh, <laughs> it makes me laugh. I'll, I'll get okay. to it. Go ahead. Sorry. My I'm roommate sorry. and I we watched this movie together uh like early sophomore year. I was in a film study class and I had to get um uh I had to watch Bram Stoker's Dracula. I had to go rent it from the one video store in town. And I was like, well, I'm going to get Biodome while I'm here, too, obviously. <laughs> so I got this, too. And uh, there were a couple of these lines that just became, like, staples of my college time. Um, wait, one wait. of them was... Uh, Bram Stoker's. That's a Francis Ford Coppola film, right? I didn't watch it. I, I dropped that film study class. Pretty <laughs> I just sure. never watched it. Pretty sure that's yeah. an FFC film. So it probably is. Uh, that's Rentertainment in Iowa um, went out of business while they were trying to get that back from me. Like I, got, I was getting calls frequently 
and like letters sent to me. I'm just like, I'm just, it's across town. I'm not walking over there again. It was like a 20 minute walk. Wow. <laughs> so I just, I just on, kept it. Man. And then they closed up shop probably because I kept mm-hmm. Dracula. Um, mm. But yeah, we used to often say, so what you're really trying to say is like that was one that, that we used a lot. <laughs> uh, obviously, the what's your little name? Purple Sticky Punch. You're going to make someone really happy. Like that was yeah. one that we said as, as often as I smoked weed in college. That was daily, very much. That was very interesting considering they were fighting for their survival in a place with, that was lacking oxygen. They're like, let's grow weed. Yeah. Let's, let's see how that goes. Let's grow some weed in here. Also, why was it lacking oxygen? There were plenty of plants. Right. It, it was very just, green. Yeah. They could have just left that door open and lived, but they had to, <laughs> you know, they had to make the biodome survive, I guess. Like Whatever. the the uh, the oxygen should have been a backup. Shouldn't that be the point of the biodome? You would think. It, yes. If we live in a dome and we keep enough plants, can we keep our air filtered and clean for yeah. forever? And the we oxygen survive nuclear winter. Millions upon millions of barrels of oxygen in the basement. <laughs> in barrels of oxygen. Yes, that's what Doctor Zayas was like. That's why he's losing his mind. Too much pure yeah. oxygen. What? What's wrong with me? Yeah, I think you're crazy. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I think the the last one that we said whenever we had snacks was we have chippies, we have dippies, we have lots of stuff to eat. Like, Pauly Shore is doing a weird Pauly Shore in this movie. He's not doing the weasel. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing weird Pauly Shore. He's squirrely. That's he's squirrely. why. He's not the he's weasel. Not the he's squirrely. squirrely. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what lines did you guys want to call out here? The only one I remembered and noted down, because I feel like it's the only one I have and I want to, is just, uh, was it Biodome? Does that mean it goes both ways? It goes both ways. I don't know. Uh, we do. Uh, <laughs> oddly progressive. <laughs> the the two of them with their with their gender and sex politics, like, yeah. they make a, a number of, of references to being bisexual in this movie. They try to hit on that, that, um, that like rent a cop outside when they're doing the uh the the supermodel skit that they're doing at dinner it's like a lot of face touching <laughs> like yeah you guys are into each other i think yeah yeah but i did remember that when that line i was like oh yeah. okay i mean it goes both ways <laughs> we do <laughs> There's yeah. no, there's no charge for the bladder busters because I couldn't find the goddamn place. Russell, how'd you get a job? <laughs> Fucking President Clinton, you had sex with President Clinton. So good. I understand. I did. He, laugh he, at that he one. puts the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. On the wrong syllable. Yeah. Legitimately, uh, and those pickup lines. Uh, oh my god. Did did it hurt? Did did what hurt? When you fell from heaven, did it hurt? I wonder if that's if this movie is the first time that entered like the the modern. That's the first time I I'd heard it. That's the first Same. time I'd heard it. Hundred like, percent. Such an overused. Did you get the one. yogurt one? If you were fruit on the bottom, I, I didn't did not know what the fuck okay. that was. If you were yogurt, would you be fruit on the bottom or stirred? I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know what the sexy answer is. Uh, yeah, I'm to like. I don't know what the shave poochie poochie shave poochie poochie and they're shaving a dog for no reason with, with shaving cream times, all over themselves we? but also it looks uh, like poop. They, was... they were hallucinating yes. I don't know they're, I think they were hallucinating in, in the desert like we had some good times didn't we and, and they talked about the oh, great no, no. squirrel fire of 1979 oh yes 
those I wanted to write those down because those were like well that was that was different that was when they said you can't do anything you used to do before and it's like anything and that's when they had the flashback to shaving poochie poochie but yeah the the Stephen Baldwin monologues in the desert there was the one about Polly Shore's goldfish that died and they had to get rid of the cat because they blamed the cat for eating the fish and he it was a bird or whatever and he actually killed it and then the great hamster fire. Those were good. I'm just like, I'm not going to write this whole thing down, but those are, those are good lines. I feel like what there was guys, one. Yeah. What do you guys about, want to um, What was to, it like? You know, your aunt. Come back as a leotard. I was like, that's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. That was, it was funny at the time though. Oh my God. All right. Sorry. That's so gross. Continue. I was like, ugh. Because then they make a weird sound. They're like. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> But, yes. Um no. As someone who's worn leotards. No, no, no. That's nasty. Same. Um, Gross. Um, but then when they're talking the desert, it's like he's telling the story of like their his aunt and uncle that I can't I wasn't totally paying attention, but Polly Shore was talking to, to Doyle about how maybe his aunt and uncle got divorced because some sort of outfit was in the house. And he's like, that is, yes. The showgirl outfit was mine. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing i'm just like there were that blocks blocks of dialogue i was good Stephen Baldwin in that moment that was, was like good oh acting. my god yeah, this was paulie that, yeah. yeah. that was a paulie shore one that's true that was a paulie shore one yeah your yeah. costume was mine it was mine <laughs> see, see dad's lessons and i was ashamed <laughs> free mahi mahi free mahi mahi if you will just like, what are we no. doing? You it felt like this is a Tom Green movie. You've been yes. running through my mind all day. That, that one's yeah. stupid. Yeah, also that might have been the stupid. first time that one came into our consciousness. Those are two right. super overused pickup lines. I don't know. I They, they could have been before this. I just don't know. Uh, I think the, the only other one that kind of had me chuckle a little bit was Doyle most of my lines I wrote down are Bud lines because Bud got all the good lines. But there's one where Doyle says, "Impossible is my nom de plum," and I laughed at that. That's that had me chuckle. Well, I use nom de plume or nom de guerre every once in a while. Um, yeah. I felt Stephen Baldwin just wasn't funny at any point. He wasn't. In this film. He wasn't funny. Um, I don't. I he he was he was much more irritating than he was funny. Yeah. Noted, noted, com- noted comedic actor Stephen Baldwin. Not funny. Yeah, well, it's crazy. Just I am. I'm. Ki- I'm kidding because I'm, I'm. I was trying to think back. I'm like, wh- who? Wh- why him? Why, why Stephen Baldwin? Yeah. Because isn't Stephen Andy Baldwin? Dick in in the army now? Is his yes? Uh, it's Andy in crime? Dick and um, uh, David Allen Greer. Yeah, both great. <laughs> like, yeah. Both great. Very good. Wild, yeah. weird, weird, wild. Oh, and um, Lori Petty. Yeah. Yes. Look at Lori Petty. Get Lori Petty in this movie. Give me mm-hmm. that. Give me yeah. that. Yeah, I love Lori Petty. I, we should. Uh, can we do Tank Girl for the movie? She's not. I, know, a, I was just thinking that. I was like, she's not a, in high school or college because it's post-apocalyptic. But <laughs> I want to do it. I I fucking love Tank Girl. That's talk about '90s silliness. That is it. Yes. Um. Now, the movie kind of turns when they have this big party in the biodome. Like, this is the 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 start of the denouement, if you will, of this movie. Um, the I got uh, the denouement. <laughs> the, the, the part where you go down the hill. I've it's, never heard of them. Okay. Really? 
Yeah, it's it's. I think it's like a, a literary term, but it's like we're going down. It's going down the third act. Yeah, running up that hill. I can't go to the bathroom. I hurt my bladder rollerblade. <laughs> <laughs> that came back to <laughs> his delivery of that line was great. He, uh, he's he's a big part of this movie, and he was very funny. He's bigger yeah, than yeah. I thought he was. In this it, movie. Was, it was great. It was great. But yeah, so they they have this big party because they want to try to win their girls back. I'm trying to think of how they find out that the girls are with other dudes. Oh, they escape, they and escape they somehow and they order parking tickets. A ton. Oh, of that's right. Pizza. Taylor Negron tells them. And Russell delivers the pizza. How they paid for that pizza, I don't know. But it was literally like twenty five. They did boxes. not. He, he he drove off. He's like, fine. <laughs> don't don't give me the fifty seven fifty. You yeah, fifty seven fifty for like for nine twenty seven boxes of pizza. <laughs> no, well, no, I counted them. Six pizzas and two gigantic sodas for fifty seven dollars is a goddamn deal. Inflation, hell of a fucking deal. Us. Um. So yeah, they had this big party to try to win the girls back, and hundreds or thousands of people show up to biodome and no one knows about it until the party's in full swing this is a building that's mostly made of glass Uh that has all kinds of like monitors on the outside and like we established in the beginning there's a computer that monitors everything inside biodome at all times but somehow it doesn't notice that there's mass infiltration until it reports all hell is breaking loose. Hell is breaking loose? Like, <laughs> like, who, who programmed that? Programmed the that, fuck? A, a, a sensor the second Something. that fucking... Yeah. Alarm is when the door opens up. Have to be yep. alarmed. They don't know about it until they see a, a foreign moth inside is how they find out that it's been opened up in the first place. We don't we don't have them here. Whatever. That, that, whatever. That, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Ast- Astragillus or whatever. <laughs> we just didn't some, have that shit in here. Some something is happening. Yeah. Something is happening. Uh at this party, the Hawaiian Tropic girls are there in full uniform, which yeah. is weird. They're in uniform. I forgot the Hawaiian Tropic girls were a thing. Mm-hmm. Um until I watch this again. They and were Dumb and a, Dumber. Well, they were yes. big. They were a big thing in them. Yeah, they were, they were a big, big thing, thing in the '90s, early '90s, think, big early yeah. '90s thing. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they were always on like uh, MTV's like Spring Break. They were on MTV Spring Break. They'd be on Howard Stern every once in a while, but they were like a yeah. genuine fixture of my adolescence, and I totally forgot that they existed. I'm not even sure Hawaiian Tropic is still in business. It might be. I, so. I don't fucking I think know. So. I, think I don't I have buy some Hawaiian Tropic suntan shit. Um, Black yeah. as hell. Yeah, they sell like, sunscreen. Oh, do they? get CVS branded stuff, so I, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's yeah, because yeah. their their thing was oil, right, and not protecting your skin. They're just yeah, like, get, we just get wanna, as dark as possible. We want to. No. It's, like, it's like SPF it two, SPF two, where you can get through just immediately gives you cancer instead yeah. of you know SPF negative twelve. It just it, yeah, it, yeah. it intensifies the sun's rays. I think yeah, they gonna... rounded the corner because now they do spell. It's like find your SPF. I was like, should okay. it just be? The answer is 105 <laughs> it minimum. Like... Yeah, I, no, I want the stuff that kills coral reefs, please. Yeah, I, I tend to. I'm gonna, not I'm gonna take this quiz and tell you what my SPF. Is. I can't wait. <laughs> I didn't wear sunscreen until I was 31. The first time I put it on, yeah. and I, I wear. I think it's 15. Is what I wear. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm dark as shit. Me- I, it doesn't matter. Neither did I. And then I went to the dermatologist and like, oh shit. Okay, let's. 
cut that I, shit uh, off. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I, should, you should really wear that. You should really yeah. wear some of that. I went to yeah. Mexico with my wife, and she's like, "You don't wear sunscreen." And I'm like, "My wife." We, we never had any in my home growing up, and I lived in Texas for have. a number of years. Probably you should have. But yeah, uh, I, I put some on now, mostly to appease her. But um, it's not Hawaiian Tropic. It's some kind of, I don't know, banana boat sport or some shit that I wear. I don't, I don't fucking. I put it on once a day when, get, I, when I'm on vacation. Get on the boat. Yeah. Banana, banana boat. Yeah. Um, so not only are the Hawaiian Tropic girls there in uniform, there's also some Polynesian dudes that are just there to carry these dudes around on like, I don't know what you call that thing. Where it's like a, a bed that gets carried on people's shoulders. It's a, there's a oh, name for that. There is a name for it. I forget what that is. But like, imagine showing up for a party and the hosts are like, "All right, great. So put on this grass skirt and this lay, and your job is to just carry me around all night." Oh like, no, even better. Even better. We do not have these things. Did you bring one? Oh no. Well, then you have to. <laughs> you you're you're going to have one. to get some bamboo together and build one so that we can sit on it and you can carry us around. You know how that, to weave leaves together, right? That that is even crazier because that's the same day. Like maybe like two o'clock in the afternoon, they're calling on yeah. the phone, and by eight p.m., they have all that shit set up oh, and yeah. just a full blown fiesta happening. Yeah. Not only do they have a full blown fiesta, they get a fucking bounce house in here. What the yeah. fuck? How did you get a bounce house? How did you inflate it? The party is in the rainforest part of Biodome. So it's hard to imagine mm-hmm. there's like outlets around to plug up a giant fan or a pump or whatever to inflate your bounce house. Well, it's also like paying for any of this. Like, where, yes. is, where do they get money? That also, is guys, the biggest SPF problem. 30. How dare you, Hawaiian Tropic? Mm, That's exactly. I don't wear more than 30. So. Uh, well, You're judging the, me. Uh, <laughs> How it's the dare begin- you. It's the bit, it's the beginning of the Clinton boom. You know, the, the, uh, the, 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 the tax increases for the rich, you know, it's all still filtering its way through the economy. I'm not sure where that, where the, anyone's getting money for anything in this because well, they're just, Eating, they're just drinking bladder busters and driving. They they, they, they don't have jobs. No, they they're apparently sure don't students. Have jobs. Like, how do they live where they is? Is that his mom's house? Where, I think so. Did you, did you happen to see the um the tagline for the university for the junior college they were at? Uh, was it? I I didn't. Is it funny? Yeah, it hold on. I wrote it down. It's not. It's not. I have it in my phone oh, wait, here. Uh, don't be. Uh, it is um, something. I'll, I wait. It's a. Uh, so they go be ashamed. It's it's Thunderbird Junior College. The tagline is "Nothing to be ashamed of." Nothing to be ashamed of. That's great. That's great. <laughs> but yeah, the 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 amount of money this party would have cost. There are thousands of gallons of alcohol at this party, yep. and I can't imagine it's like a BYOB thing. Because like I People would not have probably... gone to a party in college that was BYOB. But you're going to the Biodome, so maybe. I guess maybe, I but know. like, I mean. It, uh, they would have to because there's no way these two dudes are spending tens of thousands of dollars in alcohol for this party. No, I mean, a, a keg in 0405 when, when, when we were in college, mm-hmm. all in with deposit, with the tap and everything was a hundred bucks. And yeah. that was the cheapest, Wait, shittiest what? beer. For like yeah. Keystone. Yeah. yeah. Keystone or Bush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Was like... It was cheap. Yeah, it was cheap. Was no, cheap. ours was like 45 bucks and you get $10 back what? if you return the tap. <laughs> Oh what? God damn, Lehigh. How? Like no, at Iowa and at Illinois, man. they were uh, like a no, hundred bones. Uh, I think if uh, okay, a hundred, and then you get fifteen or twenty. You or get something back, back but if, like if get, it's still a hundred bucks. And what it was type of beer. Were you getting? Uh, Literally the, the, the cheapest, the shittiest Keys, beer. Thirty Keystone Light, the best beer ever. Yeah, the best. Yeah, Keystone. Same. Same. Shit. I I don't. You get I mean, like a I giant can't. keg. 
What is it? Just like uh, no, a just a, keg. It was a half regular, barrel. It was a big yeah, barrel, not, not, barrel. not a pony yeah. keg, but a regular size keg. Okay, yeah, forty-five bucks. Shit. One to being thirty-five. Wow. You got ten dollars well, back for the tax. So not, not multiply I, that no. by seven by twenty. Three thousand kegs that they need to. For they would have people. had to have hundreds of kegs. There were real thousands of people money. at this party. Yeah, yeah. I money. just it just didn't make any fucking sense. Um, Correct. The last the last kind of issue that I had with the party here was this was supposed to win their girlfriends back. It would appear to me they don't know their girlfriends because mm-hmm. these two girls seem like pretty serious environmentalists. Uh, the play here, if you want to win them back, is to figure out a way to sneak them into the biodome and have them be part of this experience, not like throw a rave and ruin the entire place. This is not going to work. Of course. I don't. And it don't, failed. Mm, no, I don't. I don't think you're thinking it. Oh, I think it's cool. <laughs> they were at another party. So we'll throw a better party. I huh? mean, huh? I, that, that's what they thought. The first party was lame, but. You know, you could pick up the stuff off the ground on the quad. They're just fucking destroying the biodome. Yeah. Just shitting over the fucking place. Um, Now, I think my main problem, why I didn't enjoy this movie as much as I should have, the two main characters fucking suck. Like, they're they're awful. Um, They might be the two most irritating main characters you've had in a movie so far. I tried to Mm -hmm. think through uh, the two guys from... um, fired up were pretty horrible they were pretty yeah. awful dudes uh, they were at least funny charming yeah they were yeah. they were they were more charming than these two i'll give you that um okay. but i'm trying to think of i mean well the two guys from whatever it takes were horrible but they weren't as bad as this they weren't yeah. as annoying as these yeah. two yeah and it's like i just i don't think i realized until today this movie is just dumb and dumber with younger people in it like they are every bit as annoying as Harry and Lloyd are. Every bit is stupid. Every bit is like irritating to be around. Hmm. Um, they're super dumb, but they also like just behave like they're 12 years old. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, as Dave yeah. pointed out, as an 11 year old, I thought the fart smelling joke was fucking hilarious <laughs> when I was 11. But did not believe that it was possible because I'm like, not. well, I'm healthy. So what I eat doesn't <laughs> smell like what I fart. Is, well, yes, that's well beyond that. Beyond that, <laughs> well, it's not like you I see had... how I was thinking about it as an eleven-year-old. It's very different because I was my, stupid. I was a very my dumb thought person. process was like yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've had more than just one thing to eat today. So like, and yesterday as well. So maybe I had yeah. some dinner from yesterday. Is in there mixing right. around with breakfast from this morning? But like peanut butter you know, and jelly I, sandwich with bacon. Obviously, yeah, obviously, easy that's, that's easy. What? Uh, what is that? Fucking. He's holding peanut butter, so you get that smell too. So but like. I Patty, uh, lactose free cheese. <laughs> but like, I just watching as an adult, that scene goes on for so long and it's yeah. just dumb and gross. We first meet Bud and Doyle with Bud giving Doyle a traumatic brain injury after a game of Rochambeau. That's great. I'm just like, uh, I mean, fine, but I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to hang out with these two. They get into the biodome. And they right away start hitting on Petra and Mimi, which seems weird because the only reason they're there is try to win their girlfriends back. So, like, you're here to win your girlfriends back, and the first thing you want to do is fuck somebody else. So, I'm like, well, that is confusing. Mm. They're just, terrible people. As you they're, said, awful. they're awful. Just, yeah, they're, they are horrible very, people. You're right. They're very beautiful, though. I, well, I don't no, get I, it. I, I get I'm not it. trying to justify it. 
but they're also you got to remember they're very stupid they're just they're very stupid they're like, well, I, they walk in and plus one of them has residual brain injuries <laughs> from just, yes bam so yeah no one's no one's thinking clearly and they're just like well i was here to do one thing but my wiener oh shit well, yeah and and if i'm go. if i'm just being you know myself as a gross honest man mimi and petra are considerably more attractive than monique and jen like it's and, and they're doctors too they're doctors, doctors. too and that's kylie Minogue has an australian accent like I, I get no, that's, that's, it. That's 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 South African. South New New Zealand and see here. Yes, Kiwi accent. But yeah, like I just you know, oh, isn't that the big game? Everybody's always like, no. Well, yeah, I watch I watch Blue with my kid, and I've there's a lot of funny. There's a character in Bluey named Bingo. My my son is convinced her name is Bingar because of the accent. Bingar. Yeah, it's it's a bad accent. Um, these two dudes are determined to like ruin as much stuff as possible, like recklessly. So hmm. we get, we get, I've tried, I tried to keep track of all of them. I have three here. They jump into like, they have a, a big bubbling pot of water, essentially that like gets, it does the whole water cycle. It gets evaporated and then it rains back down. We never see it rain inside there, but presumably it rains. Um, they just jump in it and are hanging out inside of there. And like, it, it seems like this should have been somewhere secure, like up off the ground, as opposed to just like being on the ground. There's animals running around inside. So like yeah. weird, yeah. your rainwater is just on ground level. But as Dave said, you screw up one thing. Now you're being monitored for the whole rest of this time. They catch them mm-hmm. in the hot tub farting. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you scamps. And I'm like, no, man, <laughs> like no. stop them. Yeah. Uh, they kill all of Romulus's bugs, which, in my mind, shame on Biodome for having a gigantic blanket of flypaper laying around. I'm, Why I'm is that in there? I'm like, what made it sticky? I don't want. Sorry, don't want to know. It was flypaper. It was no. it was like sticky flypaper. No, I, I don't think that they would have that. I, semen? I think it was semen? Much, I thought it was something much grosser. Probably yeah. semen. No, because... Doyle's like this is what my dad put in my, in my crib, crib to keep me in place. Even worse, yeah. it's, get, it's getting worse. <laughs> awful, awful, awful stuff. Uh, then the the last thing that they deliberately ruin, they devour all the junk food. They get super doped up on laughing gas. Not sure why they have that much laughing gas in there. Yeah. Um, but again, I blame Biodome because like this room should have been under lock and key. Well, they came in from in the there. ceiling. They oh, is that what? Ha- oh, that's right. I think they were locked in their little broom closet, which they They don't ever show us that part. But that's what I figured out, I think. That makes sense. So then they climbed up through the air ducts. Yeah. I still don't know why you have a giant drum of just like, it's just just junk food in a drum. You would think if you're going to have that, you'd have it like, here's our box of Cheetos. Here's our box of gummy bears or whatever. Like they'll just dump all that shit in on top of each other. It doesn't fucking matter. And even better, mark it as nuclear Waste, yes. or yeah. toxic, nuclear. Yeah, it's Wild. biohazard. Yeah, nuclear it's, waste. Sorry, biohazard. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't nuclear, but yeah, it, it might have been. It I think it was. I think it was the radioactive symbol on the side of it. Yeah, it was. I, I was, was like, why does this have a radioactive thing on it? Because it's not hands radioactive. Off. Hands off. Yeah, God. she'll die of radiation poisoning. Awesome. <sighs> So Sounds we good. we talked about Taylor Negron a little bit here. We got to talk about this motherfucker some more. Yeah, I, I this might be the most I've ever seen him do in a movie or a TV show ever. Because like he's what? he pops really? up. Well, yeah. Like what is what's his big star role in? 
don't know. I'm gonna look it up. I think he was up. in. Uh, if you're looking up his IMDb, see if he was in a show called Two of a Kind. It's a Mary mm. Kate and Ashley show that was on TGIF, where they played like teens. I think their daughter might have been Robert Carradine from um, Revenge of the Nerds. Their daughter? Their uh, their dad. Their dad. <laughs> they were they were like queens. from so like not... Revenge of the Nerds. Robert Carradine. Yeah, no. I Two think of a so. Kind okay. is not popping. Okay, I, I need to look up who was in that. It was a guy that very much acts like Taylor Negron in that show. I've not seen it cans, since like 97. There's beer something. cans in the kitchen, and there's beer cans in the trash in the bathroom. There's beer cans in the trash in the basement. What does that say? We're out of beer. <laughs> Obviously, because that's yeah. first thing that my mind went to. I'm like, oh, wait, just, just put in the recycle, goddamn it. Out of beer. It's but yeah, they, 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 he plays a creep in this movie. Um, I don't understand his relationship with Monique's mom. Monique often talks about how he's like a sex slave and like a boy toy to her mm. mom, but he's actively trying to have sex with Monique all the time. And mm. like she's her, the mom is in the next room when Russell tells Monique that one day she's going to agree to have sex with him. And I'm just like, mm. so, I was so, not paying attention during these. Yeah, that's when he says that he can't, he, he can't go to the bathroom because he hurt his bladder rollerblading. But it's just like, are, I, I don't, I don't understand this dynamic at all. It's very I weird to me. Go to the bathroom. I hurt, I hurt my, my bladder. bladder rollerblading. Roller Something you, not. This is obviously long time ago. Twenty five years. Yeah, you're not gonna say that these days. No. Well, he he <laughs> drops. Just, he drops that he. Um, his only problem is that he's out of depends, and I'm like, well, that's weird yes. to say. And then it's like, oh, because because you. you you piss on yourself because you hurt your bladder just like you can yeah. still go to the just sit on the i'm confused but you can't you can pee on yourself not in the toilet it's very strange to me but like i just the the weird character trait that he wants to have sex with her all the time very confusing just, to me to, totally tune that out because it I happened he, he mentions it a number of times and then there's a part at the end where he's doing a news interview and she grabs his ass as she's walking by like yeah. she pinches his butt during the. I'm like, what is up with you two? It's what odd. Is this? Odd relationship. Odd relationship. He's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do he's... you think he's in this movie as a pizza guy? Because he was in Fast Times at Ridgemont 100%. High as a pizza guy. Yes, okay. I do. Yes, yes, I do. He plays that role super well. Or he was um... a package deal with Patty Hearst and Roger Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> I can get you Taylor Negron, Patty Hearst, and Roger Clinton. You interested? Like, you know what? I think we can do something with that. Okay. I looked through his whole IMDb and yeah, there's not, I don't know why. I was like, no, no, he's had bigger. He's not a star. He's a, he's a a character actor. I think this is the most screen time he's ever had. The last boy scout. I remember seeing him in that. He was, uh, I think he was one of the bad guys, not really a bad guy in angels in the outfield. A a henchman. Um, Not really a henchman. I haven't done a long time. I don't know what he was doing in that movie. Exactly. Uh, Also RIP to Mr. Taylor Negron. He, he has passed in 2015. He... Oh my! A long he had liver time cancer. Ago. I feel yeah, very the... bad. He had the cancer. Oh no! So hopefully this wasn't your, your swan song. Died. No, it, it it wasn't. I have a different one, but why? I'm not Dave. I'm not gonna do someone that died tragically young. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> the last thing I wanted to talk about here with this movie, uh, the movie very much sets up a sequel at the end of this movie. Um, mm, it's weird mm. to me we didn't get a sequel. The movie made a profit what? of five million. It made a five million dollar profit. Like this movie That's was a hit. Enough. 
That's not wasn't enough. enough wasn't I looked enough. up. It's I looked up double, the top. At least double. I looked up the top grossing films of uh, 1996, and I got really excited for a second because this is one slot ahead of Babe. But I think the way they calculated is weird because Babe made like sixty million dollars, and I think it was like it it limped into ninety six, like it was out in ninety five and was in theaters for a few months of ninety six is what I think happened there. Because there was something else that I saw that I'm just like, oh my god, did better than this. I'm like, no, that movie made a Braveheart. It said it did better than Braveheart, and I'm like, yeah, because Braveheart might have been in theaters for a week in '96, but yeah. Braveheart made a hundred million dollars, and I'm like, well, this did yeah. not do better than Braveheart. This made thirteen million dollars on worldwide. a budget of eight. On a budget of eight. Oh, not enough. I see an estimated uh, of fifteen. That's not enough. Oh, yeah. Oh no. I was I was concerned <laughs> okay. uh, when when whenever I, I heard the shot, Bud and Doyle. But do you know what that sounds yeah. like to me? Blood oh, and blood and soil. Oh, no, it's blood, like and blood and soil. Blood and soil. Charlottesville, oh. baby. Yeah, oh, no. that's Nazi like, shit. Where are the tiki torches, Blood baby? and soil. Oh, my not God. It, no, it sounded exactly like it was no, the you're same not wrong. cadence. You're not wrong. Cadence. And there were tiki torches in this movie. Um, uh, but yeah, at the end, they set up that they're 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 with the girls. I think one of the girls has to go. Oh, no, no, it's Stephen Ball bust the pee again. Yeah. And they go to what is obviously a, a melting down nuclear power plant. I would have watched. That. You think in, in the you're Arizona getting desert. a whole movie out of that? No, they yeah. got a whole movie out of this. <laughs> so like you, you, you put Joy Lord Adams on the screen. I'm sorry. At this point, just Joey Adams, which is weird to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have thought she'd been Joy Lauren Adams from the beginning, but I'm not sure when she adopted the Lauren part, but uh, not till after 96, apparently. Um, but yeah, it, to me, it was weird. The movie, the sequel didn't exist, but now that I realize that, uh, yeah, it didn't do that well after all, it makes uh, there was sense. a there was some talk in the early 2010s about doing a I remember sequel that. about about their kids. I think he was on some radio, Stephen Ball was yeah. on some radio show talking about it. It just and I, I think nothing, I think so. he didn't want to do it. I think his thing was like, I'm not, I'm not going to be a part of that kind of a movie anymore because I'm Jesus I, or something like that. Or because he's like, I don't want people to remember the original at all. Just <laughs> let it die. I I'm happy we watched it again. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things we like doing on this pod is taking a look at a minor character to see if this movie was the start of big things at the peak of their whole career. So it's time for an IMDb deep dive. This week, we're diving on Adam Wiseman. He plays Young Bud. Uh, there were I was gonna do um, uh, the guy that plays Romulus, but it, he he has a lot of credits and not many of them are like that interesting. I just wanted to do him because he was in the Boy Meets World pilot. But uh, Adam Wiseman plays Young Bud. He has twenty one credits. This is his very first role. Um, right after this, he plays Young Paul Reiser in one episode of Mad About You. He does some TV. He's in Cousin Skeeter for an episode, an episode of Roswell. I think an episode or two of The Amanda Show, which R.I.P. Amanda Bynes' career because she really could have been a superstar for 80 years. I thought you, I thought you were going to say that she died. No, she's alive. But like, she's alive, but she should okay. be the, the leading comedic actor in Hollywood at this time in her life, and she's okay. just not. Um, he was in an episode of Seventh Heaven, episode of Desperate Housewives, the 2007 uh, release of Halloween. Um, he was in Bones. He was in the completely ill-conceived ABC comedy show Cavemen. We're gonna make a a, a sitcom based on a Geico nope. commercial. No, nope. as soon as soon as as soon as you said it, I had I had flashbacks. I'm like that. Jesus, yep. why, uh, why? So why? was um, 
was Nick Kroll in that or Jason Manzoukas? Yeah, One he of the talks two. about Kroll it. In that? Yeah. yeah, Nick Kroll's yeah. in it. He'll yeah. talk about it. He's just like, Yikes. what were we thinking? Yeah, nothing at all. Uh, he was in something called American Beach House, which sounds like a knockoff of American Pie. And then his last acting role was in Bikini Model Academy. Um, he plays a priest. We should nice. definitely cover that movie for the pod because it sounds no. like it's about school. Um so he had one more after that one. His last role was as an acro acro yoga participant in a 2016 show called Reasonably Decent. No idea mm. what that was. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Then starting in 2017, he began working in casting. Uh, he's casted for a bunch of stuff I've never heard of, but then he helped cast yeah. five episodes of Bob's Burgers. Then he's just been in the Bob's Burgers extended universe since then. He's helped cast six episodes of Central Park, then every episode of The Great North and Chicago Party Ant. So he's like a casting guy for animation now. Okay, when anyone says, I love Chicago Party Ant. And I, I started watching it. This. I haven't finished it. I need to go back to it. If you're if you're not from Chicago, it's probably a slog, but I, I there's a lot watching. of references. It's there's a lot, a lot of, of Chicago references. They go to Guthrie's, one of my favorite bars. Oh, and Guthrie's. they're like, oh, Guthrie's is a great date bar. I'm like, it really is. <laughs> it is a good date, date bar. bar. I had and a date at Guthrie's. Something. Yeah. That's good. But, uh, yeah, I but yeah, it's 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 fun to me that he started his career as young Pauly Shore in what is ostensibly a bad film, mm-hmm. and now all these years later, still very much working in Hollywood and and doing well apparently. So good for him. And, and on Wikipedia, apparently, he's an American actor and mortician. Oh boy! What? <laughs> I don't, I don't, there it, are... goes into, it goes into no further detail about it. It's just like American actor and mortician, probably best known for his role as Steve Haley in Rob Zombie's Halloween. I mean, okay, okay, okay. all right, okay. Yeah, there, there are okay. a number of people who are surprise morticians. I mean, the guy that played uh, Paul Bearer in the WWF was an actual mortician. You mean the dead man? The dead man. May I also throw out that he's like he was born in 1986. He's like our age. Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) That I okay. I was not ready for that to happen. Uh, There's somebody else. One of the Real Housewives of Atlanta was a mortician. Uh, Which one was that one? Um, Phaedra. Phaedra Parks is is a mortician. That's like a you. You gotta learn a lot. You gotta like. Great I think, fluids. And- I'm trying there's to think mon- if she. Hey, there's money to be made. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. oh, oh, she, she was. She was. She was like a mortician, grand, and it's all a lot of its profit. It's I'm fucking. Tra- it's it's I'm a fucking to- scam. It's I'm trying to think if she called herself a mortician or an undertaker. She might call herself an undertaker, but like she was like, um, like. I will throw a fancy funeral for you. Like we'll do it. We'll do it big and do like a hundred thousand dollar funeral, like a home going for there's, you. Was her whole thing. There's a show on Netflix about that being yeah, like buried in New by Zealand. the. I don't actually. I it was somewhere. There, there's one that's a like a, a Maori family that does like fancy Maori, New Zealand funerals. Maori. Yeah, Maori. Uh, now uh, that does bring us to the end of this episode and just at the end of the school year. That means it's time to end up some superlatives. Uh, Jen is most likely to wake up one day and realize she's been married to a moron for 37 years. Yep. I don't know mm-hmm. how she doesn't realize that that stub is dumb as shit. Monique is most likely to need years of therapy to untangle her relationship with her mom. Again, because of uh, Negron. Yeah. Yeah. Doyle is most likely to die recreating a stunt from Jackass. And mm. Bud is most likely to parlay his brief fame into a career in B-list celebrity reality TV. 
culminating in a career in legal cannabis with his brand Squirrely's Purple Sticky Punch. He's going to fail yeah. upward for his entire fucking life. Um, mm-hmm. This yeah. next movie is Dana's pick. Dana, what are we going to watch next? So I was a little torn. So I, I went to the internet. I was I'm all supposed- out of faith. Yeah, I, I understand. I'm already torn. Yeah, I you're, you're a little torn. I was like, do I just scroll through like HBO Max? Um, I was stuck between two. I don't think I've ever seen either one of these films. One, I swear, I never heard. In the middle of two. Yeah, this is is good. I think I think I might keep doing this until never heard of before. And then one, when I was looking it up, I was like, ooh, Allison Janney's in this. Okay, that's the one. Here we fucking go. I like that. Uh, we're gonna watch. I Tanya. Yes. No. Uh, <laughs> how to that. deal with Mandy Moore? I don't know if this is a comedy or a drama. I I don't know anything about this movie. I don't. But M- Mandy Moore's in it. Allison Janney. There's some other folks. So I was how like, uh, Peter Gallagher. I think. I, yeah, Peter Gallagher's eyebrows. in it. <laughs> oh yeah. boy, the eyebrows, Jones. The, man, the the Mandy Moore haircut on the uh, on the posters. Oh, I gotta look at this. I gotta look yeah. at this. Big fan oh of that. my god! Yeah, I don't. I think I, I had the never... same haircut in 2003, actually. Oh, I saw your haircut from 2003. No, because no, I, I, I had the little flip. <laughs> you going. did. I had the little flip you going up. Yeah, did. That's the exact uh, haircut you had. Oh, this it's... looks like a drama. Yeah, it's based on some books called "That Summer" and "Someone Like You." I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, this Someone looks like, like a heavy you. drama. Somebody. There's a heavy drama. Come on now. Uh, well, the shots of them—they look sad. The the male and female lead just look sad. And well, I didn't pick a walk to remember. That's hella sad. <laughs> that is fucking sad. Yeah, I so... I'm. Well, this was from 2003. This is right in right in my wheelhouse. This must have been like one of her first acting gigs. So maybe neat. Yeah, hour be, 41. Shouldn't be too bad. Thank God for that. Oh. I appreciate that. Guys, uh, that does it for this episode. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave us a five-star review. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RecappingGownPod. That is R-E-C-A-P-N-G-O-W-N-P-O-D. And join our Facebook group, the Recapping Gown Fan Club. We'll keep the discussion going in there all week. If you guys have any opinions or memories of this movie, we'd love for you to jump in and let us know what you think. But if you didn't like what you heard, to quote Jen, do you know how embarrassed I am that I even know you? Take it easy, millennials. We'll see you next week.